Hi everyone, it's Dr Mystery and I'm back with another episode of the Brownology podcast and this is episode two of the lockdown series and today I'm going to be talking about lockdown and loneliness and for many of us this is something that you know many of our friends and family are experiencing at the moment but I guess what this episode is really about is to highlight the differences within specific subsets of the South Asian community who may experience loneliness and isolation during this very difficult time of lockdown. So what is loneliness? Now many of us experience loneliness from time to time, but sometimes we don't even know what it means. particular um, understanding of what loneliness is and I've taken this from the mind website about loneliness and they've described loneliness as the feeling we get when our need for rewarding social contact and relationships is not met in other words it's when we need to be around others when we need to feel like we are connected to other people it's that deep sense of feeling sadness in many ways um, when we don't get that connection from other people. That's loneliness. And what we have also know is that, you know, you can experience that um, sense of loneliness even if you're in a, in a room full of people. And that loneliness isn't always the same as being alone. Being alone, physically alone, is you know when you're by yourself and you could you know be quite happy being alone in a room but it's it's a feeling I guess that it's when we want people to um, connect to us on that sort of deep level so for many people they may have been forced into a state of being alone or isolation because of lockdown. So for many people who choose to live alone, lockdown has forced them to become extremely lonely because they have no ability to connect with other people. Um, And similarly for people who are forced to Um, live alone because they may be doctors or healthcare professionals who need to be deployed in you know certain hospitals these are the reasons why people may be forced into living alone and you know let's not forget about the people who are already living alone be it being elderly or um, people who are living away from home that this situation has almost forced them to experience the depths of loneliness. Um, Because again, you know, for many of us, we assume that people who live alone feel lonely, but actually what they do have the option to do is to see people when they choose to. Um, And sadly, what lockdown has done is that it's taken away that choice and control from them 
So for people who may not have felt lonely before whilst living alone are now suddenly finding themselves, you know, struggling with loneliness at this really difficult time. Loneliness itself isn't a mental health issue, but what we do know is that it is connected to mental health um, conditions or uh, symptoms. So often people who experience low mood, um, depression, anxiety, will talk about feeling lonely. Um, And this is probably because of the fact that they find themselves in situations where people just don't understand what they are going through. And that, you know, adds to that sense of loneliness. And often, you know, what I found working in this field is that people will say, well, I don't know anybody who's like me. I don't know anybody who really understands what I'm going through. So they might find themselves again in social situations where they are around lots of people, but in their own minds, um, they're feeling that extreme sense of loneliness and isolation because of the psychological distress that they're experiencing. For many people who are having to self-isolate, again, is an additional experience of loneliness. You know, they may have to um, stay in a room by themselves or stay in a, you know, a particular property by themselves. And that adds to that sense of, you know, when we're feeling most vulnerable, poorly, scared, and we are now forced into a state of not being in contact with anyone. So that again adds to another community of people that may experience loneliness from time to time. And let's not forget the people who are shielding for health reasons as well, you know, that they may not have a choice around whether they can see people, be it a socially distant uh, walk. They may really struggle with um, loneliness and isolation again because of the risk to their health. Between the dates of the 3rd of April and the 3rd of May in 2020 last year, the Office of National Statistics reported that 5% of respondents of a questionnaire they had um, put across found that uh, the 5% felt lonely often or always. So basically a high uh, a portion of people reported feeling extremely uh, lonely often across Britain. So in some ways what we're seeing is that a percentage of people are extremely lonely. They also found that their well-being had been affected through feeling lonely over the past week and that was about 7.5 4 million people that had reported this. Now in the UK we are sort of going through lockdown number three I think it is Um, and it's been significantly harder for many people simply because of the dark nights, the uh, weather and you know it makes it difficult even just to get out for a walk or socially distant walk with somebody. 
So I feel like that during this particular winter, many people will be experiencing feelings of loneliness. And this ranges from, you know, the very young to the very old. And, you know, we need to be thinking about people who are living alone, but also for people who aren't getting the social interaction that they normally would as well. Um, They're the people that we really need to be thinking about. A study that was conducted last year looked at the psychological distress um, that was reported using the um, GHQ9, the General Health Questionnaire, And they found that psychological distress had increased, significantly increased one month into lockdown, particularly among women and young adults. They also found that people from an Asian background and who were um, educated, degree educated, were more likely to report significant psychological distress. So there's something here about you know, these particular groups that are struggling. Um, And I can't help but think about the young adults who may be used to socialising, meeting up with friends, seeing people, and then suddenly that has been taken away from them. That's a big shock to many people's systems. And, you know, when you think about this, you know, the young adults, the teenagers, socialising, engaging in conversations and you know it's it's all about learning it's all a part and parcel of them trying to find themselves so I'm not surprised that actually this group of um, this group of people are struggling the most the study also touched on how women are struggling um, and this may be for many reasons that you know we could we could talk about could be increased um, caring duties, it could be the juggling of tasks Um, and similarly for the uh, degree educated group we're not really sure what that's about but again I guess could be simply because that they are having to um, work from home and that's a big shift as well for many people. An interesting study by the British Red Cross noted that people from the black, Asian, minority ethnic communities, those with a lower income and those with health conditions are more likely to report feeling lonely. They also found that people from the black and Asian minority ethnic backgrounds felt disconnected, um, so much so that 52% of this community reported that their neighbours felt like strangers Um, compared to 37% of the population as a whole. So there's something there, and and again, we could kind of try and understand what that's about, but there's, there's people on our doorsteps who we may not even have had a conversation with. And, you know, during this time in particular, we're more likely to see our neighbors sort of going out for walks and stuff. So, I wonder whether this is an opportunity where we do acknowledge our neighbours, we do check in, um, you know, to see if our neighbours are okay. Because 
like many people, you know, we have family scattered across the country, so you can't um, always see family as easily, and especially during this lockdown as well. Having had a look at the research within um, the communities in the UK, I think to a degree everybody is experiencing some level of loneliness. And, you know, another interesting statistic that was found was that 63% of parents of young children said that they now feel lonely compared to before the pandemic. And I think, again, this is another issue around childcare and support and peer support. So when things are taken away from us that we are used to, it's going to impact us psychologically. So what do we do about this? It's a bit of a problem. We're all stuck in the same situation. And we're trying. I really see that people, communities are being as proactive as they can be. There are so many things that we can try to do. And, you know, I think one of the things I've seen is an increase in using um, social media as a form of um, combating loneliness to feel like we are being connected to other people there is also FaceTime and Zoom you know um, conversations and events that are being held which can be helpful and for for you know people who are technology um, minded this this is fine but I can't help but wonder about the people who are now having to learn about this technology. So our older adults, you know, our grandparents or aunts and uncles, even some of our parents may not be technologically minded. And how they are now having to adapt and learn on how to use technology to engage in something that felt so normal, you know, something that felt so easy as to walk outside your house and have a conversation with somebody um, and, and feel connected to other people. So we really do need to bear this in mind. And also to think about those from, you know, who, who, who don't have devices. I mean, I know that most people have a phone, but not everybody has the best phones and best technological devices so again, this is something that we are becoming aware of, of the digital device divide in many ways because of, um, you know, financial constraints uh, and deprivation. So again, it's, it's very, very tricky. I just also want to spend a moment to think about people who are living alone and who may be experiencing the real depth of loneliness where they may not have spoken to people for days and their main interactions may be via work. Um, that is hard and, you know, one of the things that I've recognised is the importance of even just seeing people out and about. So again, there are things that we can do um, or try to do um, be at a physical social distance where even when we see people walking down the street we 
feel that sense that we're not alone. Even if it means, you know, um, going to the supermarket, we feel less alone, we see faces. And, you know, I'm just thinking about loneliness and, and how many of us haven't hugged, you know, somebody else. How important that sense of connection comes from physical contact and how much people are desperate for that as well. So I guess this is just really to remind people that what we are going through is against everything that we're we're used to. It's everything that is not human, you know, and we are being forced to do things that feel hugely unnatural. So this is going to feel hard. And there are lots of sources of uh, support out there. I mentioned MIND, um, NHS, Every Mind Matters, Samaritans, Shout, and we'll drop a links to all those resources that um, may be helpful. Um, in the notes but let's also think about our um, older adults as well who may not necessarily mention or say that they are feeling lonely and you know this is something that we all need to be looking out for in each other it could be that they just engage less in conversation they may show signs of depression Um, it may affect their sleep it may affect their eating patterns so just be just be aware of um, you know people who may be at risk so in particular our older adults our younger teenage Um, community new mums and mums with or parents with young children and also those that are living alone so please do take the time out to check in and if you do find yourself feeling lonely to just remember there are support services out there that will support you and help you with these feelings you know try we're trying our best to stay connected There are obviously things that we can do to help pass our time because many of us are finding that we have more time because we're not socialising. So there could be things like hobbies, online communities, virtual book clubs, exercising, listening to podcasts like Brownology, um, making use of your social bubble. And remember that there are various rules that um, you need to adhere to if you are living alone. simple things like trying to have a routine and a structure in your day are always helpful but this podcast really is just this episode even is really just a reminder of the fact that this is a really rubbish situation and that we are all in this but we're experiencing this very differently and to let you know that there are places of support And if you have family members who you feel may be at risk 
of experiencing these feelings of loneliness, then please do reach out and try and give them some support or give them some of the support numbers that that we've listed um, in the show notes. Just wanted to add a bit about how is loneliness even perceived in the South Asian community because Again, there is this idea that because you are South Asian, you are more likely to have family support, which is not necessarily true. And like I mentioned, you could be around, you know, lots and lots of people, but still experience loneliness. So just a reminder, really, around the idea that this isn't just about being physically present for people, it's about being emotionally present and emotionally connected to people because not everybody experiences that and again you know the risk factors around poor health shielding you know struggling with childcare, struggling with time for yourself or physically just being unable to you know connect to people for whatever reason a lot of people are experiencing that deep sense of of isolation and i would just say to people that there are there are groups out there and it's just about us trying our best to be proactive and find people who get it because that is the most important thing if we can find people who get it and we genuinely feel like we're being heard that is one step towards that sense of feeling less lonely in this very difficult time That's it for me for this episode. I hope you are all staying safe and well. And I will speak to you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Brownology podcast. As you know, I am Dr. Tina Mystery, the Brown Psychologist. You can find me on Instagram, which is at brown psychologist i'm also on twitter at brown psych so follow me uh, send me a review if you're feeling really kind and generous subscribe send me any messages of what you would like to hear in the episodes this is all about us collaborating and having conversations about the way we feel about mental health in the south asian community And for those who don't know, we have also recently launched the Another Mother Story project, which is a project all around South Asian mothering. So do please check us out. You can find us on Instagram at Another Mother Story. Also, we have our website, www.anothermotherstory.com. So we look forward to receiving any submissions that you may want to Uh, share with us so please feel free to um, have conversations with family members or friends Um, spread the word it's really about us trying to get as many stories and perspectives as possible just to remind you that any resources will be found on the show notes so please make sure you check that out with regards to each episode that we create and i will see you on the next episode